what we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Monday, November the 20th in the year of our Lord 2023. <coughs> That's right, folks. It's Thanksgiving week. Woo, woo. That's awesome. Yay, Thanksgiving week. I wish I had some background sound to back that up there. Hey, uh, this is uh, episode 973 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, while they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for a very long birthday game. We've got some good birthdays today and going to have some fun with the boys here on the show this morning. Speaking of the show, we've got another great one for you here today. Joining me in less than 20 minutes, uh, we've already been messaging this morning uh, on our Spence Automotive guest line uh, is our regular Monday guest. He's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host and the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli on 252 ESPN in New Bern and Greenville. Why? It's Mark Panicelli. Uh, we're going to get called up on all of yesterday's NFL action. I'm very excited to see. You know, he and I, we do a home-and-home. Home. Uh, he does my show on Monday mornings. I do his show on Wednesday afternoons. And uh, on his show on Wednesday afternoons, we always do our picks. Uh, he's got a six-pack of picks. We do three college games, three pro games. And uh, and I should do better of writing down the games that uh, Mark has us pick and then uh to see how i do but i gotta tell you i feel like i did pretty good on him this week uh we'll see though uh when he joins us here uh like i said in less than 20 minutes of uh, a man we're gonna get caught up on yesterday's nfl action uh, the firing of ecu offensive coordinator uh donnie kilpatrick from the uh, football team uh some would say kind of overdue it was we're gonna get to more of that here in a little bit we're gonna talk to him about that and then uh had a very interesting reaction from uh, Aiden Grifton, head football coach, uh, Paul Cornwell. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, man, just the F1 disaster in Vegas. We had already uh, previewed it with him. Uh, I think Jason and I talked about it last Thursday, and I know for sure that Paul Whittington and I talked about it on Friday's show. Just It just wasn't – before it even got started – it was an absolute disaster, and uh, if you I, a little postscript to uh, Paul's appearance, you know I talked about, or we talked about how the uh, uh, prices, hotel prices, and ticket prices for this thing had just plummeted. How about this? Try this on for size. Uh, one of the hotels, and I wish I had it right here in front of me, but uh, one of the hotels on the strip that had been advertising complete packages for. Uh, for just what nine thousand or ten thousand dollars essentially nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars for the F one uh, debacle or I guess you could call it the event in Las Vegas uh, late night Saturday night into Sunday morning 
uh, were going, the hotel rooms were going for like, uh, I don't even remember, $150. Tickets, they were basically giving away. I mean, these are for events, again, like I said, or hotels and uh, ticket prices uh, that were around $10,000. Well, it got even worse. Uh, we got off the air, and I was looking at something just, like I said, just post-show after talking to Paul on Friday, and there was a uh, hotel in Vegas on the Strip, and again, I wish I could remember the name of it, but the hotel was $18, one eight. $18. In fact, the resort fee was like $35 a day with taxes and everything. You could stay in this hotel that was going for uh, about $1,500. You could stay in there for less than $100. And that's just crazy to me. I, and again, just to reiterate, and then I don't know if you guys saw that uh, a couple of uh, pot or uh, a couple of, uh, of uh, there were some holes in the road, essentially, uh, on the track. And, uh, they bit a couple of the cars and just, it was just bad. I don't know how uh, Vegas continues that. There's gotta be uh, the, the one thing I do know. And again, this is something that we'll talk to, uh, Panicelli with when he joins us here in a little bit is there's uh, you know, the lawyers are going to get involved. I cannot see how this is going to continue. And I watched, I didn't watch any of it live. Obviously I was way, way, way in bed when <laughs> that happened, uh, Saturday night. But uh, what I don't understand is I don't know what Vegas got out of it with it being run so late. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were just a smattering of fans. There weren't a whole lot of fans there. Uh, even if while you're watching the race, you would think, you know, you would see, you know, highlights of the Bellagio and, you know, the Venetian and the, you know, the water and all that and uh, fountains and, you know, just get to see classic Vegas you didn't see that during the race. Now you would see when they would go around the sphere, <coughs> but really all of it, I mean, the camera angles had it just tight to the track. So you're just seeing these, uh, temporary walls. I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't see how that continues. They've got a 10 year contract there in Vegas to do that. And I know, uh, all this came together when F1 was just, uh, blowing up on Netflix and everybody was watching that. And I guess they thought, Hey, let's take advantage of this and, uh, do this. Well, I, I'd say this bit them in the butt. I mean, it just a not, not a good show, not a good show. And again, I didn't watch it. I watched it on, uh, ESPN or the highlights. And, uh, even they were, uh, joking or well, not joking, but, uh, just reporting about manhole. That's what the, the cars hit a couple of manhole covers and uh, destroyed i mean these million these 15 million dollar cars it was just crazy so uh again we'll talk to mark about that uh donnie kilpatrick uh nfl we'll probably get some acc football talk in there too uh but that's here in our first hour and our second hour is dedicated to bethel christian academy basketball we're going to open the hour with a visit on our spence automotive guest line from uh, trojans longtime head boys basketball coach He's also our good friend, Burt Potter. We don't have him enough on here. He just, uh, he's a great quote. He's uh, another one of those guys. You know, I talked to uh, Copperhead last week when we did uh, the North Lenore Day. And uh, I, I, this is kind of, I've been here since 02. And uh, there's not very many people left in their positions or at their schools from when I got here 21 years ago. Well, Burt Potter is one of those. He is one of the few that uh, have uh, been at, at Bethel, I think since the minute I got here, I'm pretty sure uh, that he has. And uh, he's just always been a good guy. The entire time I've been here, he is 
if you know Burt Potter, you love Burt Potter. He is just one of those uh, just really, really good guys. But again, like I said, Copperhead over at North Lenore, Heather Carson at North Lenore. Goodness gracious, Kinston High, there's nobody left over there. Uh, that was there when I got here. I don't think, I mean, I'm going through my going through my brain here. I know uh, Coach Tyndall's been there for a long time, but he wasn't the head coach. Uh, in fact, he may have, he was over at Rochelle for a couple of years before he ended up over at Kinston. So I, I don't think, I, maybe, maybe Coach Bryant, uh, Corey Bryant may have been on staff at Kinston High when I first got here and now you know, he helps out on the football team. He's the assistant athletics director there. He may be the only one that uh, is at Kinston High. If somebody's listening, help me out. Uh, Spence, you're listening right now. Help me out with this, dude. Uh, and then Parrot Academy, goodness gracious, uh, there's nobody there. Kelly Johnson was there, but he went away for a while and came back, but he's even retired now. Uh, Matt Beeman was in college when I got here. Uh Golly, man, this is crazy. I feel very old over at South Lenore. I know there's nobody at South Lenore uh, that was there. Lisa Smith had been there forever, but she retired a couple of years ago. So uh, I think that might be it. Burt Potter, uh, just three people in Burt Potter at Par or at uh, Bethel Christian Academy, uh, and then Copperhead and uh, Heather Carson, who wasn't even Heather Carson when I first got here. She was Heather Humphrey when I first got here, uh, but she was in her first year or two, uh, when I first got here too. So man, Spence, I feel old, man, not as old as you are, Spence, <laughs> but pretty old nonetheless. So, uh, Burt Potter will be joining me and then that just to, to kick off our second hour on our Spence automotive guest line, then about 20 minutes or so into the first hour or into the second hour, we're going to, uh, call girls head basketball coach and athletics director, Ashley Stroud. Uh, and, uh, they're going to join us, uh, and they're going to join us there too. So, uh, I tell you what, let's get a couple of ads here and, uh, then, uh, we will, uh, be right back. I got to tell you, I've had my life insurance with woman life for more than 10 years. And I absolutely could not be happier with it. I know if something bad happens to me, those I care for are going to be very well taken care of. The beauty of Woman Life, though, isn't just the peace of mind that I have with it, but that it's an organization that truly cares for our community, as evidenced by its donations of American flags to every group, organization, church, or government agency that needs one right here in eastern North Carolina. Thank you so much to Danny Rice, Jared Edwards, and Woodman Life for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. If you need a good life insurance quote or even financial advice, call Jared at 252-361-2414 or visit him at 1136 Highway 258 North in Kenston. It's right beside Highland Furniture across from Cell Auto Mall. For more than 60 years, Davis Wholesale Tire has been going the extra mile for you. Thank you to Davis Wholesale Tire for sponsoring the Brian Hanks Show. Friday Night Football here on The Bull and our weekly basketball broadcast right here on 960thebull and 960thebull.com. Stop by and see the experts at Davis Wholesale Tire on Highway 70 in Kinston for your next set of new or used tires. Preparation, persistence, sense of purpose. Qualities that lead to victories on the field of play and qualities that create winners in the classrooms of Lenore County Public Schools. We pursue excellence. In 14 different varsity sports and scores of academic and technical programs, we rise to the test. We are Team LCPS. 
John Dawson, let me tell you about Downey's Protection Systems. Preach it, brother. There you go. Downey's Protection Systems of Kinston. They've been servicing eastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. I got to tell you, John, I judge a house or a home here in Kinston or Lenore County if I don't see that little depth sign in the front yard of their house. You break in. <laughs> that's, that's it exactly. Listen, Depths specializes in residential and commercial installation and service of security systems, fire alarm systems, camera systems, and access control. For more information for a consultation, please visit depthsnet.com. That's D-E-P-S-Net.com. And this is the truth. You tell them, John Dawson. That's right. Before I even turned on the power at my house, what was the first call I made? Depths. That's it. I call Downey's Protection System. So if you want your house protected as well as mine is protected, call Tom Vermillion and the folks over at Downeast Protection Systems. Arendelle Parrot Academy is the largest independent, non-sectarian college prep school in the region. Located on a beautiful 80-acre campus in Kinston, Parrot draws students from all over eastern North Carolina, including Kinston, Greenville, Snow Hill, Newburn, Wilson, Goldsboro, Trenton, Maysville, Jacksonville, and maybe Hookerton. Parrot Academy remains steadfast in its purpose of providing the best possible instruction and learning environment for its students. Arendelle Parrot Academy students receive acceptances from colleges and universities across the country and around the world. Give them a call at 252-522-4222 or visit their beautiful campus at 1901 Dobbs Farm Road in Kinston. And thank you to all our sponsors. We appreciate every single one of them and our title sponsor in particular for more than 65 years. Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit the website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, to Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. And like I said, man, I appreciate every single one of our sponsors. Hope we get that across enough to uh, you folks out there. Because, and I hope you guys go and visit them. I mean, they are the sponsors not just of the Brian Hank Show Monday through Friday, but also of, uh, of our high school football coverage, which is concluded, of our basketball coverage, which we'll pick up here in, uh, in a few uh, weeks here on 960betonthebull.com. Uh, man, our day one sponsors, LCC, UNC Lenore Healthcare, GoEco Office Automation, Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy, and then all our other great sponsors. You heard us talking about Downey's Protection Systems and King's Restaurant, the Kinston Police Department, Davis Wholesale Tire, Mills International, Rillo Discount Drugs, Lenore County Public Schools, Lenore Tire and Appliance, and the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, also, Elite Land Management. Just love and appreciate every single one of our sponsors. Just felt like I needed to kick off the Monday show uh, here on Thanksgiving week. Just uh, showing how thankful I am for all that. Okay, let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the stuff that's going on in our neck of the woods. Probably not going to be able to get to all our hometown heroes today. Maybe we'll do that in our second hour if we get around to it. Uh, but, man, got to tell you, Lenore Community College Basketball, a tough, tough 77-71 to loss at Fayetteville Tech on Saturday. Uh, Ray Mitchell came off the bench. He led the Lancers with 14 points and 12 rebounds. Uh, Deontay Joseph also came off the bench. He added 11, or I'm sorry, 13 points. 
uh, Nikhil. Franklin started, and he was the only Lancer in double figures uh, scoring other than, of course, uh, Ray and Deontay. He had 11 points. He had four steals, two assists, and four rebounds. Now, the Lancers are back home for the final time before Thanksgiving tomorrow night on Tuesday when they take on Lewisburg at the Sportatorium at 6 p.m. Their first post-Thanksgiving game will be a home contest against arch-rival Pitt Community College Wednesday, November the 29th at 6 p.m. So that'll be a week from Wednesday. Uh, So uh, mark your calendar and do your best to get out there and see them if you can. Tell you what, uh, I'm going to save my ECU football uh, stuff for for Mark Panicelli, who's going to be joining us here in just a few uh, minutes. Because, I, again, I've got a – if you uh, follow or if you're friends with uh, Aiden Grifton's uh, Paul Cornwell, had a very, very nice uh, post about uh, Donnie Kilpatrick, and we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk about uh, the game itself. But they uh, – man, ECU, uh, not a good game, man. Uh, Ten to nothing loss at Navy. Uh that led the Pirates. The Pirates are now 2-9 and nine overall, but they wrap up their worst season in two decades at home on Saturday when the Pirates host Tulsa, who has come to talk about some bad football on Saturday. Uh, Tulsa is coming to Greenville with a six-game losing streak of its own. And e- how about this? This is what's neat. ECU is actually favored in the game. Uh, I was looking at Vegas uh, – VegasOdds.com or uh, let me see, what is it called? Uh, VegasInsider.com. And uh, ECU is actually two and a half to three point favorites over uh, Tulsa, over the Golden Hurricane in that game on uh, on Saturday. Whew. Man, the ECU men's basketball team, not, not a good day for them either yesterday as they are uh, hosting the Town Bank Holiday Classic. It began yesterday, it'll run through uh, Tuesday. And they opened it with a loss to a bad Northeastern team, 82-76. to The Pirates actually led 33-29 to at halftime. <coughs> they gave up 53 points in the second half to suffer that loss. And, again, they dropped to 2-2 two and two overall. They return to action tonight at 6. They'll take on Georgia Southern. And then they face Kennesaw State at 6 o'clock tomorrow night. They really need to bounce back with those two games. This is a team that uh, – and I know they're missing uh, the the guy that's supposed to be their star this year, but still, you don't lose to Northeastern. You don't lose to South Carolina Upstate like they did late last week, too. And they've got to get it turned around, man. I mean, Georgia Southern, uh, they definitely could, they're going to give ECU a good game, and then even Kennesaw State uh, tomorrow night, too. They will play uh, their first road game of the season Saturday when they travel to George Mason. So, uh, man, Pirates got to get this. It's early in the year, but they got to get stuff turned around already. Uh, I got to tell you, I did the uh, ECU volleyball game. Uh, it was their senior night against uh, Univers- or UNC Charlotte, or I guess the Charlotte 49ers, on Saturday. And I've got to tell you, I don't know if I've ever witnessed a game like that or a match like that. ECU – uh, we came in with a 19 and nine mark and, uh, overall, I, I believe they were three games over 500 in the AAC Charlotte, just having a terrible season. They were uh, 10 and 19 coming into Saturday's match, uh, and just bad in the AAC too. Friday night. Actually, I didn't do the game Friday night, but, uh, ECU really had no trouble swept, uh, Charlotte in three sets. Not so on Saturday, let me tell you, while we were, uh, like I said, I called the game, 
And as we're sitting there, I uh, we were watching the, the football game, too. Not that it was much of a game either. But long story short, Charlotte wins the first set, 25-22. Man, ECU comes out in the next two uh, games. They win 25-8 to uh, eight, and then 25-12, to I think 12, something like that. I mean, or maybe it was even 25-10, to 25-11. to 11. You're like, man, they're in complete control now. They, you know, they just had a hiccup there in the first match. Not so fast, my or the first set, not so fast, my friends. As Charlotte rallied back, they won the fourth set, uh, 25-19, and then uh, won the whole thing, 15-9. And just it was, uh, they so Charlotte ends up winning three uh, games to two, and there was no reason. They should not. I just, one of those things, man, it's, that's why they play the games. I mean, uh, congratulations to Charlotte for uh, I think they've got one more match left, and I know uh, ECU, ECU does too. They're on the road, but that was senior night. And a sad senior uh, night when you when you lose like that on when you should have just easily rolled. Just, man, hey, that's one of the things I've bragged about, that as bad as the uh, football team has been this year, they've been really good in all the other sports. I mean, they were good in women's soccer this year. Uh, <coughs> volleyball, I mean, like I said, 19 and 9, uh, but 19 and 10 now. It's just, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the football team, but it's just stuff like that gets infectious, I guess. And, uh, you, you see what ends up happening. So anyway, uh, uh, still a good season for the volleyball team. Uh, but they are 19 and 10 right now, high school football playoffs. Obviously we've not had any teams, uh, but Havelock is still in it. They beat Greenville Roses past Thursday, 20 to six. Newburn lost at Cleveland 56 to 13. It was actually worse than that. It was a 49 to nothing game. They got the running clock going and all that. Uh, but uh, the Rams of Havelock, they host Northern Nash at 7 o'clock uh, on Friday in the fourth round of the 3A playoffs there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Hey, let's get you caught up on high school basketball real quick. And like I said, we're not going to get to hometown heroes today, and I do apologize for that since we got to get Panicelli up here on the line with him. But let me just tell you, high school basketball is underway now in in uh, earnest. Uh, the Kansas boys basketball team, they will be uh, playing today at Northern Nash. Yes, I've already checked, checked with, uh, with uh, Coach Tindall, and he has verified they are playing tonight at 730 at Northern Nash uh, to open their season. The girls basketball team opened their season this past Friday at home versus uh, D.H. Conley out of Greenville. They lost 71-35. to Now, the girls are not scheduled to play at Northern Nash today. Uh, the boys and the girls will be at Green Central a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, November 28th, uh, and that's both teams will be playing them. But the boys basketball team tonight at Northern Nash. Uh, North North boys and girls basketball, they open their season today at Aiden Grifton, and then they are off until next Tuesday when they take on Noose Charter. The South and North boys and girls, you heard them, uh, you heard uh, Thomas Earp and Zach Pierce, the boys and girls coaches, uh, respectively, here on the show on Friday. They opened their season at Croatan. Both teams lost. Uh, the boys lost 89 to 64. The girls fell 42 to 37. Now, uh, South North gets right back to action, though. They play at Richlands tonight. Uh, both teams do, and then they open their home side of the schedule a week from tomorrow on Tuesday, November 28th, versus Croatan. Uh, the Parrot Academy boys and girls basketball teams, they open their 23-24 season at home tomorrow night uh, versus Beargrass Charter, and then they are off for a week. When hey, Good Lord, I can tell you, it looks like Tuesday, November 28th, everybody in the world is playing that night, which is awesome. Uh, you're going to hear from both Bethel coaches uh, today. 
Uh, as you know, they lost a week and a half ago. The boys did to open their season. They were swept in the Carolina Classic Tournament. They fell to uh, Durham Fellowship Baptist 44-27 to and then 54-40 to Fuquay Verena Hilltop Christian. Now, both of those teams are off until, you want to guess, Tuesday, November the 28th, when they host Wilmington Christian. Uh, Green Central's boys and girls basketball team, they open their season tomorrow. Uh, and then they're back to action on Tuesday, November 28th, when they host Kenston. Aiden Griffith's boys and girls basketball teams, they are home today versus North Lenore to start their season. Tomorrow, they take on Chocowinity Southside, and then they're off until next Tuesday, November 28th, when they travel to Southside. And then Jones Sr., their boys and girls, they opened their seasons at Beargrass Charter this past Friday night. The uh, boys won 45-35. to 35. The girls lost 36-24. Uh, to 24. And uh, both teams play at Washington Montessori tonight, uh, the both Jones Senior teams. And then they're at Spring Creek tomorrow night. Uh, and then uh, they're off for Thanksgiving, and then they're at Spring Creek on Monday, November 27th. Uh, real quick, I will get you called up. Uh, Reggie, I don't know what is going on with Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets. He has not played in his fourth straight game, but uh, they were swept over the weekend in L.A. against the Clippers on Friday and against the Lakers on Sunday. And, again, he's not played in four straight games, and it's coach's decision. It's not an injury or anything. They're just not playing him. Uh, we'll see what we can find out about that. Uh, Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, they fell to 6-7 and seven, uh, after Saturday's 121-120 to loss against Minnesota. However, they did win on Friday, 115-110. to uh, In Saturday's game, Brandon had 30 points, seven rebounds, four assists, and one steal in that loss. And uh, then uh, in Friday's win, he had 23 points, three rebounds, eight assists, uh, and a steal in that game. So uh, uh, Brandon uh, will play. Uh, he's home versus Sacramento today and Wednesday. That's right. They play both those teams uh, this week. Or they play Sacramento at home both days this week. They're at the Clippers on Friday and at Utah on Saturday, Reggie and uh, the Rockets will get that to you a little bit later along with that. Uh, man, uh, Damian Dunn playing great for the University of Houston, the sixth-ranked University of Houston. But uh, how about uh, Dontre Styles? Uh, a career-high 29 points the other night. Uh, congratulations to him against uh, – oh, I'm sorry, uh, yesterday at 4.30 against uh, American University. Just uh, playing great. And like I said, I'll get you caught up with everything tomorrow. Uh, Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, and Manji Dodd, they win the Chris Paul HBCU tip-off tournament. Uh, just very, very proud of them. Uh, man, IP is having a is beginning this season in grand style. Let me tell you who else is beginning uh, this season in grand style. It's Mark Panicelli. You, you are beginning this season in grand style, right? <laughs> I am. The season, <laughs> the holiday season, right? Oh, my God. We have got so much to talk about, dude. And uh, it's Thanksgiving week. I know you've got a lot to be thankful for. I know I've oh, yeah. got a lot to be thankful for. But uh, I got to tell you, we're mixing it up a little bit. Uh, we are. This is going to be the first Thanksgiving in memory for me, probably. I don't even remember the last time 
we're not doing the turkey thing, dude. We're going up to my sister's house up in southwestern Virginia, and they're setting up a big taco bar. We're going to have tacos. and I do. I've got to have my pumpkin pie, though. But So I'm going to have tacos and pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving Day, dude. What What do you think about that now? Are you, like, scoffing at me? you got to have your turkey on Thanksgiving? or how, What do you think about that, Panicelli? And good morning, by the way. Oh, no. Uh, happy Monday. And... No, it's always a good time to talk food and Thanksgiving, and and I do not scoff at your your choice. I think there's a study that says um, that almost fifty percent of Americans don't even like Thanksgiving Day food, the traditional <laughs> turkey. Now, I'm not one of them. I actually love the traditional set. I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Now, in, however, interestingly enough, I, too, am doing non-traditional Thanksgiving this year. Um, and so uh, it won't be tacos, but I love the taco idea. But, uh, yeah, I, I do not scoff at it. I, I, I love the idea. And, and why not? Because, listen, people, traditions are great. The tradition is getting together with your, with your family, you know, and, and the friends. I always say, it's about the three F's, right? Family, friends, uh, and, and football. And I guess you could throw food in there. But it doesn't matter what the food is. It's, you know, all the other stuff is way more important than that, right? Getting together with your family and uh, enjoying the day and giving thanks. So whether it's a turkey or a taco, Thanksgiving is terrific. You see what I did with all that alliteration there? Dude, you got to remember, man, uh, I uh, was a, a state uh, or North Carolina Press Association headline writing champion like uh, three times, dude. So, and, and every one of my headlines were very alliterative. So, uh, dude, I, I, I'm a big fan of alliteration, okay? Good, good. Well, we'll, we'll get along just fine, you and I. And, uh, but, uh, but no, dude, I, I love it. Uh, and, and so good for you, man. Tacos, that's. That's awesome. I was I was trying to do tacos, but um, I don't know. We're gonna have my daughter tested. She doesn't like tacos, uh, so pray for her uh, if if uh, if you do that. And uh, but in all seriousness, so we're gonna do um, basically like uh, chicken tenders or homemade chicken fries, uh, uh, chicken uh, breast, uh, spicy uh, and regular. We are going to do mashed potatoes, a little mac and cheese, mm. some slow cooking green beans in the crock pot. My girlfriend, I, I, first time she made it, so I'm, I'm very interested to see what that's all about. So a lot of Wait pressure on. Wait a her. minute, your Texas that's beauty, right. she's going to be here in uh, Eastern North Carolina. That's right. That's right. right. We're hoping. Uh, we're hoping that you guys are going to be at Greenville on Saturday. We well, I, tentatively planning to. I mean, you know whoa, how. Well, whoa. No, <laughs> tentatively. <laughs> well, I need to talk to Danny Rice if Danny is listening right now. We need to find out what the uh, tailgate situation is. But uh, yeah, uh, oh, dude, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment, dude. Because I do want to ramp up. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Talk, but uh, dude, Turkey what is talk, your? Man. This is the thing I wanted to ask you, and I'm probably going to ask uh, Richard tomorrow, and then. Uh, uh, Michael Martin on uh, Wednesday, but dude, of all the holidays, dude, I mean, I throw them all in there. Thanksgiving, New Year's, Christmas, Fourth of July, Easter, 
Arbor Day, Labor Day. I don't know. Help me out. What am I forgetting? I, I don't consider your birthday a holiday, although it should be. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, of all the major holidays, dude, which one is your favorite, dude? Well, I mean, just go ahead and pitch me. Well, I, I was going to say pitch me a slow pitch softball, but I've struck out in that before, too. <laughs> um, but it, it's Thanksgiving for me. Okay. Um, okay. And over the over the years, it, it just it developed into it. Now, I, as a kid, it was Christmas. Um, you know, uh, it was just, you know, Christmas was always, you know, it's magical uh, as a kid. And I, it wasn't as if I grew up, um, you know, I had humble beginnings, but I, I, but I loved the, the Christmas holiday. But over the years, just Thanksgiving has just become, because it's just, there's a simplicity to it. It is, it is literally a gathering for a meal and um and again the the emphasis just being around uh about thanksgiving about being grateful for uh, another year for the things that we have in our life and so uh, i think you know as the years have gone um I, and again how am i not going to love a holiday in which they they promote <laughs> that we eat like endlessly and and then no 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 this is the greatest part and then go watch football we yeah. encourage you to go watch football this is the one time aunt pam won't complain that there's football on at the family <laughs> gathering and you can fall asleep you it's the one time you can get any other family gathering where you fall asleep people are frowning on that they're like can you believe this guy he comes up here but but on this day you can eat, you can watch the football, and and since it's going to be Lions and Packers right when you get done uh, with that, it's, unless you're eating later in the day and it's Cowboys, Commanders, but, you know, there, there'll be some time for snoozing. So uh, how, how could you not love Thanksgiving? And it's in the, always in the middle of the week holiday. I mean, so for all you people that love a good day off, I mean, this is the one time. See how Veterans Day kind of got you this year where they put it on a Saturday because it's always on the 11th. Well, see, that's the good thing about Thanksgiving, too. It's always on a Thursday. So um, I am – I am. look, I, I, in all honesty, all those jokes aside, I love Thanksgiving. It's my, it's my favorite holiday. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, you and I agree on so much all the time, and guess what? Here's another one we agree on, dude. Now, I know you're a fan, or we've talked about him a couple times before, but have you ever heard uh, Steve Zabin's – uh, tale of the tape, Thanksgiving versus the 4th of July. No, but I'm curious. <laughs> well, I'm not going to copy him and, and go through everything, but <laughs> it is wonderful. And he does it every year. I guess he'll do it on his Zabecast this year or on his show up in Milwaukee, but I have to find a way to listen to it every year because he always uh, will mix in a couple of different things, but do it inevitably. It, and it's sort of the running joke of it. Thanksgiving always wins because that's what he considers the two best holidays are uh, thanksgiving fourth of july and you know to me it's hard to argue that i mean you know yeah. like, there are so many great things to both of them i mean i love it you know thanksgiving you know of course is a food and then fourth of july you know that's when you go watch the fireworks and all the little all the little hotties are running around you know and their little uh outfits you know and uh, it, it, you know, the food is good on both sides. I mean, dude, I'm a big sausage dog guy myself. So that makes 4th of July cool. And then of course, dude, like you said, uh, Thanksgiving, I mean, even though when have you, when do you eat? I got to ask you this dude, in all honesty, 
when do you eat turkey any other time of the year? Uh, I mean, I'm talking about turkey uh, from a turkey, not turkey meat or, you know, turkey bologna or turkey sausage. I'm talking about like turkey straight from the bird other than on Thanksgiving. <laughs> do you? Um, I, I have, um, but, uh, you know, again, I, I, I do like turkey. I mean, if you're, I, I'm a little bougie on deli meat, <laughs> so <laughs> you know. I mean, I, I want real meat, and I don't like that whatever that turkey gel slice is oh, thing yeah. that they do in the in the lunch meat category. So if I get turkey, I, I have to get the sliced turkey, and and that's really good for sandwiches. So oh, technically, yeah. that does count, doesn't it? Eh, not really, no. Because I'm talking about. I mean, like, I'm not. You've got the bird like in the front bird. of you. Somebody cooked the bird in front of you, or you cooked right. it, and then you're eating. The only I'll tell you this: the only other time that I can even halfway think about uh, eating turkey, other than Thanksgiving, is the state fair or the county, you know, Lenore County Fair, dude. When they've got the turkey right, legs out right. there now, dude. Now, uh, your boy Brian can tear. Linda, Linda will tell you, man. Your boy Brian can tear up a turkey leg. Okay. You know, and it's true. And and look, again, we could get lost in this, and you know, you and I could do the whole half hour on stuff, and people would be like, "Did they just spend the whole hour?" On yes, we did. Yes, we did. And and you know, the one of the biggest reasons is I think I think more people would maybe get turkey more, but it is a storage nightmare. Yeah, on all levels. If, if if you don't have anything but that freezer above your refrigerator or that's in your refrigerator <laughs> unit, well, that thing's going to eat up all of the space in there. And even if you have one of those deeper units, again, it, it, it takes up so much room. And then when you cook it, and this is, this is the, one of the big reasons why I'm doing a non-traditional meal this year, is even when everybody eats a ton of turkey, there is a ton of turkey left yep. and a lot of turkey. And so you got to eat it storage after you've cooked it. it. It storage is the biggest problem with Turkey. Let's be honest. Let's break it down for everybody. <laughs> the problems with Turkey is the storage, whether it's pre cooking or after cooking um, until they solve that problem. And they did, they, they you just buy it in the deli and they flush the breast right there in front of you. So, I love it. Real quick, because you know, we've got to wrap up uh, Thanksgiving talk here, because we got a lot of sports to talk about, but off the top of your head, you said Thanksgiving is one. What's two and three for Mark Panicelli? Holidays? Yes. Oh, let's see. I, I, again, I love. I do like Fourth of July yep. um, for sure. Uh, I'm, I am a fan of that. Um, I guess uh, I'll have to say – um, as a, as a man of faith, uh, I do love Christmas, uh, in, and in Easter. So I'll, I will say Christmas to Easter three. Okay. So how about that? There you go. Well, I think I've got to stay with, I've got, I've got to be on Zabin's side here. I'm Thanksgiving's one. I mean, that just, that's so funny. You and I are agreeing on all this, but I, dude, I love the 4th of July. I think the 4th of July is my second favorite holiday. And then it'd have to be Christmas. And, and then, but do you, do you combine Christmas and new year's? Is that sort of like, like Raleigh Durham airport? You know, is it Christmas, new year's? Oh no, man! Uh, <laughs> New Year's is is Raleigh, Charlotte. I mean, that, Christmas. Uh, I mean, there's a whole you know week of separation, and uh, and it has 
you know, totally different, you know, sort of celebration uh, of sorts. And, you know, look, once you've gone past the, um, you know, I'm not trying to ring the new year in unconsciously, uh, you know, part of your life, um, so to speak, uh, it, it, you know, New Year's is, is just often a great, like, reflection of the, you know, wrapping up the year and always, always uh, with, the, with the resolutions, with the, you know, whether you make them or you don't make them, um, of course, it's the, it's the start of a new year. So I've, I've always separated the two. So it's, it's not one big holiday. Now, you <laughs> are about to add your anniversary is about to be yep. on the uh, is going to be part of the holiday mix so it is going to be it is going to be wild and crazy up up there in the that that whole thing now uh between christmas your anniversary and and new years all all in one week so you you've created quite a, a, a an awesome week for yourself so i guess you could say i've i've turned it into raleigh durham chapel hill instead of just raleigh you durham have, right you have a research triangle <laughs> part uh, going on right there. So yes. <laughs> well, what's going to be neat too? And we've got to get to sports, but I will just add this: is <laughs> I know, dude. Here we are, dude. Twenty minutes to the top of the hour, and we're already. Uh, do we've been going? Let me see. Oh, we've only been going fifteen minutes, dude. There you go. Hey, but uh, dude, we're going to be on a cruise ship on New Year's Eve. Never done that. I've been on what seven or eight cruises. Uh, I've been on a cruise ship on Halloween before. I've been on a cruise ship for the Fourth of July before. But I have never mm. been on one for uh, New Year's Eve. I'm really excited to see what that's going to be like, dude. That should be yeah. uh, good. And you've obviously had a good time on the cruise ships. You are a frequent <laughs> uh, cruiser now, man. You are. Have you ever? Have you, you ever? Into, I, I've got to. Have you ever? I have not. Oh, I have not. Mark, I have not. And this is this is my and 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 again, I think I'm going to. I'm going to start with a three day cruise. My problem is, Brian, when I get sick of something, I can get sick of it really quick. And you can't get sick of it because you're going to be on this boat (laughs) for a long time because you're stuck there. So that's what I worry about because nobody likes grumpy Mark. Nobody Nobody likes that guy. He is intolerable, just an intolerable, insufferable human being. And so, um, so yes, but we are going to do it. Uh, I say we, uh, yes, I'm going to do it at some point. Yes. <laughs> well, very good. Well, let me tell you, dude, the best part of it is, uh, well, see, you've got all skinny and tiny and you look good. And I mean, we talked about this when I saw you at the ECU game a couple or a few weeks ago, you look good, man. I mean, you, I don't know what your secrets been, but you look good, but I do know regardless of uh, how much weight you've lost or whatever, dude, that. You love to eat. We talked about that with Thanksgiving, dude. That is the beauty of the cruise ship, man, is there is mm. something to eat 24 hours a day, dude. You get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, you're like, you know what? I want some pizza. By God, you can go down to the pizza bar and get you some pizza. The ice cream station's open 24 hours a day. And then during the day, you've got eight different places to go and eat from, dude. That's why there's so many fat people on cruises, dude. <laughs> if you're not fat before you get on the boat you'll will when you before you get off there is so. no joke whatsoever oh my god dude <laughs> let's can, can we talk some sports yeah oh yeah of course. <laughs> ecu football is where we've got to start dude and uh with the big Ooh. news that broke yesterday uh just a one paragraph announcement that uh donnie kilpatrick will be leaving 
the ECU uh, football program at the end of the season. And I know we can spend a few minutes on this, and I don't even mind because you and I have not had a chance to talk about this. We've got the final game of the season coming up. Uh, first off, before we dive, deep dive into this, which we're going to, I just wanted your views on this, Mark. I know it's going to be a big topic on uh, the drive with Mark Panicelli today. Just wanted your thoughts on uh, the separation or the upcoming divorce between uh, Donnie Kilpatrick and ECU football. Well, uh, I, you know, look, for – Okay, let me address the fans first. Pirate Pirate Nation, I feel like I don't know what percentage of you it was, but it was at least it was at least uh the loudest faction and um I would say I definitely heard it a lot. So there should be a lot of pirate fans that are pleased to hear this news because they were clamoring for this for a long time. So that should appease the fans. Secondly, I, I want to commend, uh, and I know this sounds weird because a lot of fans are maybe thinking, well, you could have done this, then that, and the other. And I said this to you earlier. I don't know how that would have fixed the problem. And so just firing him uh, three weeks ago or however long ago would not have fixed the problem. But I will commend ECU for this. Because I have seen them unceremoniously let people go. And in this case, whether I, the, how you feel right now, you look, the world is always bigger than how you feel right now. And there was a time when people looked affectionately upon Donnie Kirkpatrick, uh, 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 as far as an assistant coach. And like I said, he's been a part of the staff there for a long time. And there were times when he's been a part of some of the greater parts of ECU. And so I will commend them for they, they rode this thing out. And in, in most cases, I think the university would have followed what the fans had been pushing for. And I think maybe they saw what, what I was talking about in the fact that I don't know that anybody was going to fix the offensive problems. And, and this coming now is probably not going to do anything either. We're talking about the last game of the year, but it should appease the fans. Um, let's hope that they can get the right person in there uh, going forward. Uh, but more importantly, uh, I would like to see some of the pieces, some some of the players. I mean, uh, development of some of the guys on the team is great, but I mean, there's some Jimmys and Joes that we need to to get at East Carolina. I think I, I think offensively that's held true. We've got to. And this has been the tough part. And I, I know this is a long answer, but I'm trying to fit all the ECU talk as I can into one answer. I am so impressed with this defense. It has been a point of contention when we talked about ECU, even in their successes, is that we thought the defense could not was not always living up to its potential uh, in the, uh, in the uh, spread formation years when they were – uh, throwing the football a lot, it seemed like they still gave up a ton of points. I, this has been the most impressive defense in so long. I know we haven't had the success on offense, and that's ultimately why they haven't won games. And so when you can directly point to something that, and in this case you can, of what needs to be fixed, if they can, if, 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 if ECU can keep a lot of the defensive pieces that they have and 
and add to it. Uh, that is going to be a great group again next year. And, again, if they can tweak and fix what's wrong with the offense, and it can be a perfect accompaniment to uh, that defense, then then hopefully it'll be a great bounce back year. But uh, I, I think the to circle back around that the coaching release should appease the fans. And, again, I commend the university for being patient in a situation where, again, it was one of those, the building is on fire, but someone's going, no, nothing's wrong. There's nothing to see here. Um, in spite of everything that was going wrong, um, they honored someone who really has been a great service to the university and to that football program. You are absolutely right. And we're going to dive into that a little bit here in a second. But I've got, you know, I've got a couple of things to unwrap from what you were saying there. And, dude, talk about hypotheticals, but that's what we do on Sports Talk Radio. Dude, if you could take. Here's a hypothetical for you here, Mark. And again, that's Mark Panicelli on our Spence Automotive guest line this morning. He's our regular Monday guest. He's also the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. on 252ESPN.com and 107.5 FM throughout Lenora County. But let's play hypothetical game here for a minute, Mark. If you could take this year's defense and heck i'd even say last year's offense which you know didn't have any difficulties really scoring points dude how good is this team this year sincerely i mean and again i know this we're we're, we're talking about something that could never happen but if you did that how good would this team be dude i think it would be fantastic and i and i like thinking about that because they're so close together this year's team to last year's team yeah yeah but, and so that's what really, you know, puts it together. And that makes more sense. But I feel like if we're going to dream, could you imagine this defense <laughs> with that, like the, the Shane Carden uh, offenses uh, that, that, that ECU had in the early uh, 2010s? You know, I mean, if they could have that offense with this defense, oh, my gosh. I mean, that could have been one of the years where we talk about them being, uh, you know, undefeated and getting – you know, slighted by the uh, by the DCS or CFD or whoever's running things at that point. But I, again, I I can't dream that far. But I'd love to dream that far. <laughs> but even if you put last year's team, uh, which was really good offensively, it wasn't that good. It wasn't Shane Carter. No, 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 no. It offensively was, yeah. good, but it was it was really good. And you know, and and I think that's why. For everybody that wanted to go further and say, well, let's fire Mike Houston. I mean, what has he done? Look, James Madison's still winning without him. Um, You know, the one thing we can say is we've seen him put together this great defense. We've seen the offense. Uh, And I think he deserves the opportunity to try to put both of them together at the same time. I don't know how long the leash is because this year has been really tough. So I'm saying if we're here next year at this point and it's not much better than this, then I would say the seat's got to be really hot for him at that point, right? But I think everybody who's on the fire Mike Houston bandwagon, um, you should get off of it right now because it's going nowhere. And it, to me, it doesn't wouldn't even get any traction until he gets next year. He's going to be he's going to he deserves the chance. To, uh, to 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 have this opportunity to 
to put this to right next year. And I think if we see some progress, I think that will continue, um, you know, his, his stint here. And again, I, I never was in that crowd to start off with, but this has been a tough year. This has been epically difficult. Uh, and, and I don't think we could, you know, there's a lot of times where I try to paint a, a, a moral victory, like, oh, guys, it wasn't that bad. It's only three wins, <laughs> I know. But, you know, no, this was bad. This yeah. was this was bad. And so I'm really hoping that they can have a great finishing point. It's the last game of the season. And so um, they, they are playing a team that's not doing well either. Uh, so – Let's hope that, that 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 this season can end on a positive note, and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for on Saturday. There you go, and I think that's possible too. As they'll take on Tulane, they're actually two and a half point to three point favorites in that game against uh, Tulsa on uh, Saturday. But we'll save that. Uh, we'll save the uh, that talk for when I join you on the home and home on your show on Wednesday. You are doing a show yeah. Wednesday, right? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, Thanksgiving sir. Eve. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure. I know. So I know. I'll be joining you at 5 o'clock on, uh, on your show on Wednesday. I had to mention this, and I know you know Paul Cornwell <clears throat> over at Aiden Griffin. I do. I love Paul Cornwell. I just, uh, as I call you, the dean of ENC Sports Talk Host, in my neck of the woods, he's the dean of, uh, of coaches in our neck of the woods. And, I mean, just everybody loves him. I mean, you talk to anybody here in Lenora County and Greene County, I don't th- really think they've played him that much in Jones County, but in our neck of the woods, everybody loves Paul Cornwell, and he is really, uh, I was about to say the voice of maturity, but he really is. That's a good way to put it. This is what he posted yesterday on Facebook. I'm just going to read it straight from his post, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm not going to, de- this is quote, I'm not going to debate whether a change needed to be made or not, but what I can tell you is that over the last 32 years of my career, Donnie, Donnie Kirkpatrick is one of the finest men I've ever met in this crazy business of football. I can tell you stories of very successful college coaches who were not good people. Most of them were the ones fans complained about when they jumped at the better opportunity instead of staying somewhere to build a program. For some, it's just a business, and they tell you what you want to hear. Donnie Kirkpatrick has a passion for the game and the players he coached. I wish him and his family all the best whatever God has planned for him. Thanks, DK. And I just thought that was a very classy uh, thoughts. And, and when you talk to coaches, when you talk to local coaches, to a person, they love Donnie Kirkpatrick. It's not been – I mean, they may be uh, Pirates fans too, and they're upset with, you know, the way the offense has been. But as a person, they tell you, listen, he is just the salt of the earth. I've got to admit, I, and I know you cover the games. I don't know if you've ever talked to him before. I've never talked to him before, but – to hear that from one of the most respected high school coaches in our neck of the woods, Mark, that says a lot to me. Yeah, no, and I hadn't seen that, and it does. And that's, you know, again, uh, goes deeper into what I was saying before. Uh, he is such a uh, well-respected member of, uh, of, of that coaching staff and has been for a long time, and that transcends multiple coaches at East Carolina. And so I – uh, I, I I did not see Paul's post on that, and and I and, and I you know again that's that's fantastic because yep. because you're right. I mean, look, there's a lot of people that are are really, um, you know, on the surface seem really great, uh, but but you know when push comes to shove, uh, they are not uh, 
really the, the, the person that they're, you know, pretending to be. And so I, I, I have talked to Donnie Kirkpatrick. It's only been in the media scrum sort of media day thing where they, you know, send out all the coaches. Um, and I haven't done it in a couple of years, uh, gone and, and, and talked to all the coaches on media day. But, um, I, I, I would definitely say that everything I've, I've heard about him, um, has been positive and, and that's good. You know, like I said, I think that if, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, look, if you're going to be East Carolina, um, and you're going to have a relationship with a lot of these coaches around here, um, the high school coaches, uh, you know, if you, if you're, if you're not a good person, um, you know, you don't get posts like that from Paul. I think you pointed it out specifically. Uh, yeah. I think if they pick from where the source comes from, I think you take that uh, as the gospel, you know, and, and, like and, a Chick-fil-A and, sandwich. I mean, it is <laughs> straight up. So, you are anyway. right. And, and as someone, and you know Coach Cornwell too, I mean, and I just adore him. He's just a salt-of-the-earth guy. He he doesn't – what is it, what is the old saying? He doesn't suffer fools. I mean, he is a – He's a good dude, man, and for him to have taken the time to put that out there when it's probably an unpopular uh, position. I mean, it's easy to take shots at. I mean, I don't know uh, Kirkpatrick at all. I mean, I just I really don't. And for him to uh, to take the time to post that, I just thought it was very, very classy. Another thing that I heard, and this was just a rumor, and with you know, I was keeping up with message boards and Twitter yesterday uh, when all this stuff went down. And uh, and I hate that I don't remember this, Mark, because I'd love to give credit to whoever it was that posted it. But it seemed like it was somebody with, with some inside knowledge of the whole situation at ECU. And essentially what they said was, to cut to the chase, was that if uh, Houston had fired, if Mike Houston had fired Kirkpatrick, you know, with three or four games left and not let him finish his season, he's in, he would have lost thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in retirement benefits from the state of North Carolina. So with him mm. doing that, I don't know, dude, it just, it made me like Houston a little bit more than I already do. And I mean that sincerely that, you know, they know the season was a wash anyway. I mean, you know, three games ago, they were two and six or whatever, or one and whatever they were one and seven, one and eight, whatever it was. If he had, you know, just followed the crowd with their pitchforks and torches and said, hey, I'm going to get rid of him to satisfy these people. He could have really hurt that man's life. You know, I mean, now Kirkpatrick can retire. He's going to have his state benefits. He's going to have all this other stuff. And, again, I wish I could take credit for that. I read that somewhere, and I wish I could remember where I read it from. But I don't know, Mark. I mean, that just that endeared Mike Houston to me a little bit. What about you? Yeah, because, you know, look, we, you know, we don't, when you don't have a, a a and look, I, I don't either. Don't don't think I have. I, I'm I'm very grateful. This is the week of gratefulness. It is for what I have. For what I have, but I don't know what it's like to have Jimbo Fisher money. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I don't have a reference point for what it's like. So it's easy for me <laughs> to just carelessly say, you know, what I would do if I had that kind of money because I don't have that kind of money. Um, so. A lot of times, because we just see coaches and college coaches as all being one big thing. So I think a lot of people go, oh, Johnny K's all right. He's going to be all right. I mean, what, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen? But when you break it down, you know, into the humanity of the situation, 
Yep. And what you see is this isn't a guy who's getting, you know, well, if he gets fired at ECU, he's getting Jimbo Fisher money, and he's all right the rest of his life. And this is a man who would not only lose his job um, and that money, but as you were talking about, benefits and things like that. And if that doesn't strike home with real people yep. that – because and this is one of the problems we have as fans, and we do this whether it's athletes or actors or whatever, is that we forget that these are real people. These are real life people that you know that get sick and um, and and again have real problems. Now again, some people make like ridiculous money, and maybe that that separates and changes things you know, for sure, as far as you getting fired from a job. But what Donnie K was making at ECU, um, and again, I'm sure he was grateful for every bit of it, and I'm not trying to say he was over there making peanuts or something like that. I'm just saying he's a was a real person, and it, that, that job would have been obviously major to him. And again, in this society, in this world, where loyalty is not often rewarded, especially by corporations and companies. And while, and so this is an institution, it's certainly a lot different, but in the sports business, that's often so cutthroat. That's why I'll go back and say what I said earlier about, I commend the university for their patience in doing this and waiting it out yep. Yep. and giving him a send off that was worthy of his service at East Carolina. I agree with you wholeheartedly, dude. And again, uh, again, hey, it just like I said, it endeared Mike Houston to me a little bit more than maybe I was even towards him a week ago or whatever. Okay, dude, we're already into our second hour. We've got to go. I've just, I've got to ask. So, uh, <laughs> how, how did I do with picks this week? Have you added it up yet? Well, we still have tonight. Okay, we do still have tonight. I can tell you that. Um, that will be a big one for both of us, obviously. <laughs> uh, we both have the Eagles. Uh, but so far, you are you are on pace right now to be as good as you were last week. Yes, sir. So, so, so yes, so far, so good. Um, I, I so, love yes. it. Listen, Absolutely. I love it. Mark Panicelli, dude, thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. I, I am so happy that I get to talk. I, I wish you happy Thanksgiving from the Brian Hanks show, but – I'm happy that uh, we will get to talk Wednesday afternoon, 5 o'clock on uh, The Drive with Mark Panicelli, and that'll uh, be the last work we do for a few days, dude. Woo! Yes. Holla. Holla at your boy. <laughs> I absolutely will, dude. Hey, thank you so much, man. I will talk to you on Wednesday on our home and home, okay? Absolutely. Have a great day, Brian. There you go. That's Mark Panicelli from The Drive. With Mark Panicelli on uh, 252 ESPN on 107.5 here in Kinston here, or uh, 107.5, I'm sorry, in Greenville and New Bern, but you can listen to it all over Lenora County. So uh, there you go with that. How about uh, we are wrapping up our first hour in three minutes. Uh, coming up in our next hour, it's Bethel Christian Academy Day, basketball day here on the show. Uh, as we will be joined by uh, one of the just absolute good guys in the business, and Burt Potter, the head ba head boys basketball coach over there, will be joined by Ashley Stroud, the girls basketball coach over there too, and uh, we'll be doing that in the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by our good friends over at Lenore Community College.